Hello, everybody. You're listening to Essence of Zen After Dark. Now, I want to state that at the time of recording this, this is January the 26th. Uh, so we have heard the news about Kobe Bryant and his daughter, and so we give our condolences to the family. If you are a friend, or a, f- a friend, family, or friend or fan, excuse me, of the subject matter, I hope everything's okay. Reaching out to those who you have close to you. You know, some people may state that you may not have the personal connections or ties to a celebrity, but the point still stands in a day and age where a sad bit of news can push people over the edge or push them to a, a moment of depression. Please feel free to seek out help for your loved ones or from a hotline if you are pushed to that train of thought. Uh, And I'm here as well with my uh, cup of hard drink, let's leave it at that, uh, to pay my respects as well as we continue on with the show. But nevertheless, let's keep moving forward. I am Zane Zunokami Blaylock, your host, and I'm joined with my co-host. You know him, you love him. I say it every time you're going to have this show. That's Lewis, that Michigan with a K, Sandoval. How you doing, Lewis? Doing pretty well. Thanks for the introduction, Zane, as always. Ready to get started? Absolutely ready. Let me uh, actually take a quick... Uh, 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 oh, man, that's strong. <laughs> okay, so this isn't a... Um, a uh, oh, what, what do you call them? Uh, one sip of the Mario and losing my thoughts. This isn't a ad read or a sponsor shot, but uh, I am have the glass that I'm drinking right now is a uh, Williams Wolf uh, pecan. Is it bourbon or brandy? I, 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 I have no idea. I don't think I would know. <laughs> I think it's I think it's bur- I, I picked up three new bottles today: uh, one whiskey, one brandy, one bourbon. Don't judge me. I don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm looking at the sheet today. I, I do see we have some topics about Microsoft on the board, but speaking on drinking and drink responsibly, and if you're under 21, do not drink at all. Uh, let's actually jump a little. Let's start with some health news. So I, I see you have uh, uh, the topic for, and I, I do not know how to pronounce this correct. From all the, the memes I've seen with Bud Light, I'm assuming it's coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I've heard it pronounced as well, coronavirus. And weirdly enough, uh, coronavirus, all one word put together. That's why I've seen people spell it out, not as two separate words, which is weird to me. Coronavirus, virus. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, wanted to bring that up today uh, because it's now in the U.S. And when I first uh, pulled that article, I want to say five days ago, it had arrived in Washington. But I believe it's now in Chicago, and just a few hours ago, a case was confirmed at ASU in Arizona. So, uh, pretty close to home now. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! And yeah, I uh, this is probably bad on my spot for not being in with the news and within the loop. But I I know what this is now. I remember reading about the outbreak or the the first case cited in Washington D.C. Uh, it's it's what's going on in, in China currently, right? Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't believe it was Washington D.C. I think it was the state of Washington. Oh, oh. oh that makes more sense <laughs> of how I got to uh, a little closer to home to you. I feel like if it was in Washington D.C., things would have uh, sprung into action a little bit quicker. Just um, <laughs> <laughs> gonna leave it at that. Um, yeah, it, it started off in uh, China, uh, Wuhan. I think it's pronounced that way. In a fish market, I believe is a is a current theory of where they're investigating, and they believe. Uh, that it may originate from snakes or bats because they did some sort of 
uh, analysis on the virus, and it's mostly similar to something that bats and or snakes get, basically. So that's the current theory uh, on that end. But back to the virus and what you could do, well, probably, um, you know, if you know someone that's infected, uh, don't get near them. <laughs> and you'd ask for help immediately. Uh, it gives flu-like symptoms, so that's, woo, you know, great. Everything gives flu-like symptoms. Right. Uh, <laughs> if you have flu-like symptoms, probably visit your doctor and they could run a scan for you and test. I, I think they finally have a test out now. The way it came through was TSA didn't have a test for a screening mm-hmm. at the point in time the guy passed through, but now they do, so that's great. And in I believe it's twenty five percent of people, it leads to pneumonia. And from what I last checked, I believe I think ten people had died from it uh, worldwide, not just necessarily like in one area. Right. It, it... Look, uh, I don't want to pull a Neil deGrasse Tyson here because I don't want to sound uh, uh, insensitive or uh, putting value to lies based upon numbers, but to understand that 10 deaths versus potentially thousands and hundreds of thousands uh, is still considered, uh, you know, relatively small. And so I don't want people to go out and just like start panicking like when they when Ebola came to the U.S. because two 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 factors like thinking of Ebola Ebola has been around for a very 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 long time same thing with coronaviruses i believe this one is in particular is a, a new strand or a new type and that's one thing that keeps it uh, kind of like a, a new entity but uh, coronaviruses themselves have been around since like the 1960s uh so at the moment don't feel like we're gonna have this pandemic of zombie outbreaks or you know uh it's time to go looting the mall for my crossbows and and a tub of dehydrated meats for your bomb shelter Uh, just be safe wash your hands constantly always after bathrooms before bathrooms when you touch weird things and just be careful where you go You'll be surprised of how well basic human hygiene can keep you from getting sick. So this is my two cents for the matter. <laughs> oh yeah, it's um, I, I don't think that the concern currently is with like the death count. It's not going to be like the bubonic plague kind of death. Uh, <laughs> the, the concern I hear so far is that uh, it sucks because uh, it's there's a what do you call it? I, I believe there's no vaccine for it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not uh, sure how readily it can mutate, and uh, because it could take you out for a while, basically, it, it won't necessarily kill you. Right. It, it'll like take you out of commission for a while, and if that happens to like a lot of people at once, well, there goes like society for like a good bit, you know? Yeah. Everyone just sick in the hospital bed. Well, crap. And, and again, I, I don't, I don't want to understate the the potential dangers as well. But like, it just again, it sounds like the flu. The flu mutates every year, and like, it, it, let me let me stop before I feel like I'm helping people who are anti vaccinations feel like they have a point. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just leave that there. Um, it, it, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just want to throw that more out as a, hey, guys, this is happening. Uh, 
PSA kind of thing. Right, absolutely. Got gotta stay safe in the world. And oh, funny, funny thing you brought up. Excuse me. Funny thing you brought up about the Black Plague and that how this is not that or the bubonic plague as it's officially named. Uh, yeah, that too could have been solved by washing your ass. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, is that what? It was? No, like, like, yeah. Um, the bubonic plague spread due to rats, and it, it spread the most into lower income houses in Europe, where people did not have high uh, levels of hygienic, you know, cleanliness. So, because mm-hmm. they didn't wash, because they didn't do any form of cleaning themselves, they just touched things, touched foods, touched people, and it spread like a plague. Like cause it, 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 it was. But if they practiced basic I don't know. It probably wasn't basic for that time, but point still stands. If they washed every now and then, they would have had a much, 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 much lower death count. <laughs> so, moral of the story: practice good hygiene. If your kids out there listening, wash your hands. If you're a grown adult who doesn't bathe, wash your ass. It's just that simple. Um. Looking more into like the health things, I also see you have immune discovery that may treat all cancer. This is great news, potentially. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's a it's a new part of the immune system uh, that's been discovered that could help with uh, eliminating uh, cancers. Basically, uh, it's been seen to kill uh, prostate, breast, lung, and other types of cancers in the lab. Mm-hmm. So it, it's showing great potential. Uh, I'm not entirely sure on the science that goes all around it. Yeah, but not neither of us are biologists or chemists or anything in terms of the medical field. We, uh, we when AI is out there and we have cyborgs and, and androids who <laughs> then have viruses, that's when we get called in to cure them of their computer viruses. But sorry for interrupting. Please continue. That's when we spring into action. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't have much to say uh, into this one, and honestly, not a lot to understand because this is all just way over my head. I just thought it was pretty cool. All of the tests have basically been in the lab. There's been no human trials yet, but uh, so far, everything in the lab looks great. So it's just a new a new treatment, uh, you know, that could replace keto some, which I think is great. Uh, I know I know a buddy that uh, recently got rid of cancer. Congrats. Ooh. Uh, but the, the problem is, uh, some people don't know that, uh, going through chemo, uh, destroys your immune system. So basically <laughs> he's more susceptible to disease now. Yeah. And so he got the flu and man, the guy's been out for like almost a month yeah. and he goes to the doctor and like, yeah, we can't, we can't really do anything besides, you know, just give you like this medicine for you to keep on taking. Like one, the guy's already old. Too like the uh, the chemo is you know shot his immune system, so it's, he's gonna be out maybe for like another week, and then he'll start getting back on his feet. Hey man, I mean, hopefully he has the sick days to take off and and just kind of chill and relax, and then once he gets better, you know, keep pushing for those sick days and have a mini vacation. I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm trying to make light of the situation. <laughs> oh, the guy's retired, so he could just oh. hang out. <laughs> okay, even better, man. Yeah, look, because. Personal influence as well. You know, my, my father passed away to cancer. I've had uh, the mother of a of my old neighbor, great 
family friends. Uh, she went through cancer. She just beat it. She rang her bell about um, I think a month or two ago. Uh, so I, 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 I've I've been there in terms of witnessing what people go through in, in terms of that. And in any news that helps uh, combat cancer, uh, promotes healing from cancer, and essentially exposing what the side effects or the aftermath of it is because essentially you may survive, but as doctors will tell somebody, the quality of your life is going to degrade significantly. And that is one of the blowback, the, the blowbacks uh, from surviving such an ordeal. But point still stands. If you're out there, if you're going through something, if you've beaten it, you know, hold your head up high. You have your boxing gloves on. You have a belt. You are a champion. You are fighting something that not everyone can, can do. And if you have those who have lost their fight, their their battle, you know they're, they're going down as legends because not everyone can go through that. So, again, we are starting off really morbid and 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 down today, aren't we? Well, I mean, I think you said <laughs> okay, maybe we did because I think we opened up with Kobe died. <laughs> yeah, we did. Kobe died, then coronavirus, and uh, but the, the immune discovery is bringing it back out. You know, yeah. the good news of it, just another thing of medical stuff. Oh man, 2020 is, is like a you know, oh okay. Well, okay, positives. We, we, we're not doing World War Three. Uh, like I say, the, the, <laughs> the, the immune system potentially helping fight against cancer. Let's say, say positive. Uh, uh, something else that's positive. Microsoft just released um, a new browser. Yes, that, that's that's positive, right? Well, before. <laughs> Before we get on negative, Nancy, um, I think there's some promise here. Uh, Microsoft basically did like a, a grand re reopening, let's let's call it, of Microsoft Edge. Uh, this version of Microsoft Edge is uh, being called just the new Edge, the new Microsoft Edge. Mm -hmm. And what makes it new is that it's running uh, the WebKit engine, uh, and basically. It's it's running Chromium, and well, I'm not getting any clearer. Uh, <laughs> Chromium basically is the web browser engine that Chrome is based off of, and basically, it's like Windows, just borrowed from from a Chrome, but just added a Microsoft layer on top. Now, while that may not sound as attractive, it's a godsend for everyone who's a web developer because. <laughs> Now everything that works in Chrome will work in uh, Microsoft Edge because it's based off the same code branch. So I no longer have to worry about telling people to uh, upgrade their browser or switch to Chrome or whatever if they are on Windows 10 because I think <laughs> it will now finally come with a decent browser. Let's hope, man, because like... I, I I think we I don't know if we talked about it in the last episode for like for like a second or if it was just a conversation between you and I off the uh, off the air, uh, but like I, I agree with you in terms of making it easier to develop and not to have to have like JavaScript code or CSS code that basically checks or makes use of all the various different protocols and browser systems and engines and all, all that jazz. Can clean the code. It's really easy. You don't have to worry about making everything compatible. However, I get a little bit scared when I see like people folding and just using Google stuff or or Mozilla stuff or like Apple stuff. And I don't want to really count Apple because like no offense, but Safari is meh. Like it's it's, it's fast, <laughs> but it's it's meh. Like, like mm. Mm. 
I'm just lukewarm about Safari. Just yeah, it's not it's not the worst browser you could choose. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like oh. I mean, it, it might be able to run on your 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 AirPods potentially. I I, I don't know. <laughs> don't lose those by the way. The, the cost of fortune on arm and a leg. Um, but I, I'm I'm here for it. I, I I'm just. <sighs> Like there, oh, I forget what it is. I have a coworker slash friend uh, goes by the 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 code name Rotate with the Greek letter row, uh, and he does a lot of development. And he had his two cents about um, essentially wealth building. I, I forget the conversation that we had it was like like three weeks ago, but essentially he's pushing or he wished that more developers would make use of, a, I believe, a more NATO stance. Now, something versus app layers. Um, he said, like, you know, WebOS was actually going to be pushing for it hard until it got bought and tossed away and hidden from the, the, the rest of the world. Uh, and essentially, it would have had a faster uh, use case with most internet browsers. And, and, and in fact, um, I'll, t- I'll, I'll talk to him next week as we go to uh, Athens for the UGA Hack 5 Hackathon. Uh, we're going nice. to be doing a, a a workshop there on Friday, February seventh at eleven p.m. I th- yeah, eleven p.m. So I'll make sure I get those notes and bring it back for the next uh, show after. Uh, but 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 yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel weird with Google starting to feel like uh, a, a near monopoly and in various different areas. You know, I get you. Yeah, that's that's a concern. On the other hand, you got the argument of people saying, man, you got all these standards. I wish there was just one standard. And <laughs> when we ever get to one standard, like, man, I wish I had more standards. <laughs> it's a constant. Uh, Go ahead. Too many, too few. Go ahead. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's the problem with streaming platforms. When Netflix came out, everyone was like, oh, hell yes. I, I don't got to pirate anymore. It's just Netflix. And then you're just like, okay, now Hulu's out there, Crunchyroll. Uh, you know, and it's like, oh, oh, okay, competition is good, right? Right? Now you got Disney Plus, you got Apple TV, so you got Netflix, Hulu, uh, uh, is it MSBN or ABC is coming out with Peacock? You got oh, HBO, really? yeah. Go ahead. Who, who the hell idea was it to name your streaming platform Peacock? <laughs> I think that's their logo or something. It, isn't it? it it is, but still, like, oh man, I'm 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 gonna turn on and log on to Peacock. It just it, it's, it's, hey it's, man, it's, give Comcast a break. They <laughs> they ran out of ideas. I don't. You could have called it like, uh, uh, no, I was gonna say Colbert, but I, I, I don't Colbert. know. Maybe Feather Fe- Feather TV. Um, Rainbow. Yeah, see, I was, I was, I was no saying, Spectrum. I have something Spectrum, right? Uh, I mm, I don't know. Spectrum is a good was a good name though. Spectrum Xfinity, isn't that Comcast? Let's not give them free ideas, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But no, and and it's like, you know, you get to a point where you're saying, can can we just go back to it just being Netflix? And I personally am conflicted. You know, I don't know. It's it's funny because uh, at first, I believe, uh, a lot of people are switching over to, or or cutting the cord to say, uh, ditching their satellite for uh, streaming services. Because it was substantially cheaper, you know, 10, 15 bucks a month. Right? I think it was 12. I've been $12 a month. And you don't exactly get $50 worth, as in all the live TV, but you get a pretty good amount. But now it's gotten to the point where <laughs> streaming platforms are becoming almost like the whole 
almost like network basically because they're not uh libraries of content anymore now they have their own original content like amazon netflix with their original stuff and hulu also has the original stuff and disney pulled out of uh netflix all their content so now it's become like little silos of content and if you get all these services it's becoming the same price basically as uh cable you're going to be back up at like 50 dollars a month there's a meme that's out there. It's a hand-drawn comic, and it basically vibes, if that's what a term the kids are using nowadays. I'm not 100% sure anymore, but it, it, it vibes with me, right? You see a guy who has a pirate hat on, and he's like, oh, Netflix is coming out. I won't need this hat anymore, so he puts it in his drawer. And then it's like five or ten years later, he's got Netflix, Hulu, Apple TV, Disney+, Plus, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, well open his drawer, pull out the pirate hat that has a bunch of cobwebs and dust on it, and he's like, ah, good to see you again, old friend. So I'll just leave that there for, <laughs> for uh, food for thought. TLDR.SH, secure shell for, or just shell? What, what, what? Oh, gotcha. Uh, so this was just something in there I wanted to briefly bring up. So TLDR basically is just a little project uh, starting up. If you guys are familiar with Linux and man pages, some of them can get pretty excessive. The TLDR is basically a program or an initiative, basically. Well, an initiative and a program. So you basically <laughs> uh, make a new command called TLDR in Linux. Uh, use the same way as, as the man command. Just put it before the command. And it'll give you uh, some quick examples and a, <laughs> a quick uh, TLDR, as the name suggests, of how to use the program. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. If you guys want to look more into the project, it's TLDR.sh. You know what would go well with the T TLDR project initiative program? Go ahead. What would, what would go good? We, we, and we should totally jump on this, by the way. Uh, uh, RTFM. <laughs> it's a counter one that it's extremely verbose it's encyclopedia for each command right <laughs> like you just open the first page it's not even uh <laughs> it's not even anything it's just like special thanks to you yada 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 and then you go to page two it's a table of contents it's like what <laughs> page three <laughs> why i was created it just keeps on going Oh, I love it. But no, I, I, I like the idea for TLDR. Um, you know, anytime that I give pointers to uh, college students in the CS field, uh, like I did last year at Hack 4, UG Hackathon, uh, I typically preach what I don't practice, and that is to go through manuals and, and read documentation. Uh, and uh, a good experience of that is saying things like if you use the ExpressJS uh, setup for Node.js, uh, uh -huh. there, there's documentation for like you know doing the uh, setting up a different port instead of the default port of 3000. Uh, mm -hmm. And I just went blind, man. I, 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 it, it took me to the point where I had multiple things running on a local system, and I was just like, oh, okay, I need to figure out how to change the port. Let me finally go into the documentation and see how to do it. Took me about ten minutes to find the right location. Uh, maybe with TLDR, that problem is a little bit more upfront and center and quicker to find, and I'll make use of it. So uh, I support it. I support. Funny it. that you say that uh, because TLDR is actually a uh, global node command that you install. 
beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous. I should. I'm. I've been thinking about writing a, uh, or no, not writing, uh, doing a video on getting started with Node.js because, I, as, as I told you, I've been working on uh, some prototype projects, making use mm-hmm. of a few uh, JavaScript frameworks that collects a lot of the APIs that we're going to be using for the next version of the website. Uh, and I, I think I've, I've 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 hit like a stride, something that's I, I'm I'm more comfortable with, and I've had friends at work who's like, oh yeah, man, I'm just getting into Node, it's really weird, I don't like the routing, and I'm like, yeah, but you can like easily set up an API system for your app with the routing system, like it's, it's like whatever your your URL slash yada 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 can actually be some really simple and powerful uh, API features just for your app alone. It, oh my god. Anyway. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Whatever. Um, speaking about communities and 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 doing things readily and available, you know that that's something that sub, I almost said Sabinus, Linus Sebastian uh, has Linus done a Sabinus. lot. Who? It's a Linus Sabinus. <laughs> Linus Sabinus, my highness. Uh, no, uh, he actually went on a live stream two days ago. Today's. Sunday, Sunday, Thursday, I think, right? It might have been Thursday. Yeah, it, it was. It was the day before the, the, the land, the, the, the WAN show. Um, so yeah, yeah thir- so Thursday, Thursday, three days, three days ago. Um, and he had a heartfelt, uh, emotional dump to the viewers and fans and and, and etc. for them hitting their 10 million subscriber milestone, which. Linus, if you're listening, I doubt it. Uh, congrats to 10 million. You still came after uh, MKBHD, which again to MKBHD, if you're listening, I doubt it. Uh, congrats on your 10 million milestone as well. Uh, I forgot his middle name already. Um, and it was like my, 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 my first guess when it was still a, a mystery. Anyway, um, yeah, he came out. He's like, uh, he's been thinking about retiring. And no, he's not retiring anytime soon, but it was a, a thought process saying that he's thinking about when he will retire. And before anything, you know, uh, at the very least, I think the YouTube community, the tech community, software, PC builders, PC enthusiast communities can at least be thankful for the content that uh, LTT uh, Media Group has put out in the, into the world for the last five to 10 years, especially. Uh, for just all their contributions to things like holding vendors and, and OEMs accountable for things related to GPUs, CPUs, uh, case manufacturing, and so much more. Uh, it helped get us to cases that we have today in terms of uh, quality. And uh, to that, I say thank you. And once again, congratulations. And I hope the day you do retire is not anytime soon, though, if you want to spend time with your family and, that, and you need to do so to do that, I'm all for it. Do you. Do you, boo? <laughs> so basically, when I heard it, uh, well, uh, I, I actually didn't get to see the the WAN show. I, I, didn't, I didn't get to see him like punch back at people saying like, "No, I'm not retiring." <laughs> but uh, I, I did see the I did see the live stream, uh, and man, just. The amount of emotion that guy had behind him. Right. Yeah, he was talking about how uh, his his wife was was telling him, "Hey, Linus, we're gonna be able to calm down. We've been 
pushing so hard? When are you going to be able to start working normal hours? And his response was something along the lines of, uh, after we have our first kid, I'm going to settle down a bit. Lo and behold, uh, his, his wife had their first kid, and she asked the same question. Linus, when are we going to calm down with working all these crazy hours? And the response was like, well, after, you know, after after the third one. <laughs> they have three kids. Again, the wife comes back to him, asking him, hey, Linus, when are we going to settle down and, like, stop working this insane amount of hours? Uh, to just get the, the thing off the ground, right? Linus, Linus Media Group. And his response was something along the lines of, well, when they're old enough for me to have to help them with, with homework and such, that's when I'll slow down. <laughs> and then he just, uh, I guess, finally realized that, hey, that's his response every single time, and he has yet to slow down. So I think him actually spending time with his kids was uh, something that uh, had him come up with that first thought that, hey, when am I going to retire? And, you know, hence that's that's when uh, I think it all started getting out of hand. People thought he was actually retiring tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. Which, again, if, if he decides to do it anytime soon, more power to him. The man has obviously earned a staple and a... In, and people may think I'm going a little overboard when saying this, but like, no, a staple in history, like with YouTube and type of media and, and things that are, are booming as a new industry, kind of, you can't not think about Linus and the things that the media group has done in terms of, you know, they're working on a float plane now. Like that is something major. Like, I, I had never thought to see a legitimate competitor, you know, rise to even show potential to go against YouTube and here a float plane is, slowly clawing its way up into the, the upper echelon. It's still a ways off from being there, but I believe that with people like Linus and people like Luke, that that platform can one day get there. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure they might get an offer from Google. But it, it, anyway, <laughs> I, it, honestly, I, I, I'm with you with the emotions and just thinking about that because honestly, like, I've told you in the past, like my stance on uh, how I want to live my life, and I, I am not a kind of guy who see kids in my future. I, I don't. I, I always check myself and go, hmm, maybe this year. Like, how, how do I feel about it? And, and, and the thought process. Uh, and I, I, I just don't because I, I feel like I want to put more time into doing things like Linus does with the media group. I.e., like this year, I am going to get an LLC for EOZ. That is something that I am like. I will jump off the Empire State Building if I don't do it this year. Mark, mark my words. Like I, I'm putting it in cement with my handprint, you know, on that cement. It's something that I want to do. And in that same vein, the thought process of like, you know, if if I go that route and I do have kids, how good of a father can I be? And of course, people say, you know, you can do it. Look at Philip DeFranco running a company, being a family man, yada yada yada. But when I think about me and like why. I, I know, Kobe. I know. I know. <laughs> For those listeners out there, uh, uh, Lewis's uh, Chihuahua name is Kobe. Just, I, I want to make that clarification just because of the, the beginning of the story of the podcast. <laughs> but um, good, good catch, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, my life, in terms of that, how much effort would I want to put into what I consider my dream versus something that not only what I feel obligated to do, but the right thing to do. You know, we, we, we both have had great fathers growing up and to show us 
you know, what it is to be prevalent, you know, uh, icon worthy and a, a, a mentor and a guide. And of course, and I, I don't know if we're getting too personal here, but I'm, I, when I see you, when I see the pictures that your wife posts of, of you and your son, like I see that in you as well. And I'm just like, would I be able to do that if I was going like, you know, 13 hours a day, just building up something from scratch? Like, I, I don't know. So I commend people like Linus and, and you and, and feel for just being able to make it happen. Me personally, I don't know. Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to hit my mic. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm uh, happy that you feel that way. And uh, yeah, I'm happy that uh, Linus is uh, uh, thinking, thinking about that as well. Just uh, keeping his kids, uh, well, keeping his kids in his life, uh, I would say. Not to put it harshly, but uh, just the simplest way I could I could keep it. No, it it, it is what it is, man. And and it, not to start a debate or a war, but like it's it's good when you have people like showcasing the efforts that fathers put in their families. That's that's that's, that's all. That's, yeah. But enough with uh, <laughs> the personal uh, stances on our life story. Uh, it's a weird podcast this episode. It's only episode two, like I, I swear. Um, <laughs> well, there's there's more waterworks coming over here, but <laughs> not in the form of tears, but in the form of leaks, I would say. Oh, <laughs> take this one off. Lewis with the segways, I dig it. <laughs> so, thank you. I, I I gotta ask you, like, so for, for the viewers out there or listeners out there, Galaxy S10 from Samsung has leaked with potential new uh, wireless earbuds coming out by the name of the Galaxy Buds Plus updated Galaxy Buds. Uh, we also have some information or rumors around the next iPhone for 2020. But Lewis, ha have you seen the information around the Galaxy S20? I have not. Um, what, what does this thing look like? Oh. Well, let me let me tell you from from jumping from the the uh the S11 to like from 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 now 20 all within the span of like uh you know 3 weeks man it looks the same I'm joking for for listeners out there Samsung is basically skipping over all those pre previous version uh name titles because the year 2020 is a new year, a new beginning, a new decade, a new naming standard. So, so what was the one before this? What was the S S12? Uh, the 11 or the 12. Let me do a quick Google search. I am. I only care about the Note series. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always, honestly haven't kept up with it either. But uh, yeah. Like you mentioned, S20, and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> Did I just go to sleep and wake up in the <laughs> Like what's going on? <clears throat> okay, the previous one was the S11, and people were looking and having rumors about the S12, which is now confirmed to be the S20, if I'm not mistaken. I think. Oh, wait, hold on. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Google searches give me old articles. Well, I'll I'll say one thing here. Um, that camera array, man. Like, dude, I'm so. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day where the whole just back panel, just camera, just God, like just, oh, camera eyes. <laughs> How many fucking like lenses do you need in a phone? I just went from the whole, uh, attached the whole uh, DSLR just to the back of that thing. <laughs> ah, it. I want to like. I'm trying to remember that. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to keep the show more 
more friendly towards the general audience. I'm tr- I, I, I got to bleep out some of that prior, and I, I was going to say I want to <laughs> slip my anyway. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting tired because this isn't innovation. This is just adding more lenses that I, I don't I don't I don't know, man. This <laughs> guys, what do you do for this? S twenty one. More cameras. <laughs> like. Ah, I don't know. Like for, first, it was with the the Pixel Four, or not first, actually the the iPhone, and and also why the camera bumps? Why the camera bumps? You can make the phone a little bit thicker, millimeters thicker, to make the back flesh with the camera array, and you can even add a slightly bigger battery. I am so now, sick of. Oh my! I, I agree with you on the camera bump, but. As a person who uh, runs a case all the time, it doesn't really affect me because I know the the case will always cover it. But yeah, it, it, it it's kind of just a lump on the phone, and I honestly wouldn't mind it being just a little bit thicker, maybe a little extra battery life right there, just to pad it a little bit. Actually, and... I legitimately forgot about phone cases. Um, so a bit of an admission: <laughs> I haven't used a phone case for the last two and a half years. Uh, all I do is I I rock a a D brand's bamboo skin on the back of my Note Eight. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot you did that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I used to rock cases, but I, I I came to the conclusion that I rarely drop my phone now, uh, and so I start rocking a case. And I've only dropped my phone once since stopping the whole case use. It cracked the back, not the screen, and I went to you uh, uh, break iFix or some whatever that company or that that shop is called. Had mm-hmm. them replace it for free, or replace the back uh, and the screen because it, you know the whole glass front, glass back thing, for free mm-hmm. because it was followed through by the the warranty where I, I bought the phone from uh, Swappa. You can get used devices for cheap. I highly recommend it. Uh, and yeah, never again since then. And to be fair, I only jumped it that one time because I had it in a, a silky pocket, and I was jumping into mm. a uh, wasn't it a, a Explorer. Uh- a high truck. That's the worst. Yeah, and right on concrete. You know. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Just. <laughs> I've already had that happen enough uh, with my shorts. Just on my uh, basketball shorts. Yeah. Just moving around. And well, my thing right now isn't isn't dropping it, but uh, when I uh, sit down in my couch, uh, wearing uh, basketball shorts, it just always whoop, slips out into the couch. <laughs> Who knows where it went. <laughs> The land of Oz, only found within the sand of old sofa. Pretty much. <laughs> Not the land of Oz. What? What, what is um, uh, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe? What? What? Narnia. Uh, Not Narnia. Narnia. Yeah. Narnia. <laughs> Narnia. The lion, the witch, and the sofa. Um, but now, man. So the 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 S twenty is here, and apparently, the, with it comes the even different mnemonic for the device names. So in the past, Samsung had like you know their Samsung S11e for their you know economy you know lower budget, slightly underpowered or lower powered devices for cheaper uh, prices, followed mm-hmm. by their S whatever's so like the uh, the S11. Blah, I think blah, it was J, and SE or something. Yeah, and that was like their mid range kind of area. Then you had the the S whatever uh, was it plus or. I think it was plus, uh, wasn't it? like the S11 Plus for the, they're slightly uh, bigger. Yeah, it, it's plus on their bare ones, but I think I actually messed up that J mnemonic. I think it's just Galaxy J, whatever, not SJ. Ah, 
But you know, point still stands. They, they had that, that way of identifying their three ranges for the lower, mid, and higher echelons. Well, now they're actually capping that and saying like for their their more affordable range will just be the phone. So like S twenty will be your lower end, more affordable phone. Then you'll have the the S twenty plus, which is your higher end, more mid tier out of out of their three ranges. And then for the echelon, the top of the line, the I got big money because I'm important, the phone that I would get uh, is the S twenty Ultra. Ultra. Because whoever is doing the new naming schematics, they watch Boku no Hero Academia. That's My Hero Academia for the dub viewers. And they like to go plus Ultra because of All Might. As a matter of fact, I would not be surprised if the, the next or the release of the S20 Ultra had an All Might version special release edition. And I would, I would, I would grab it because you got to clench your buttocks and smash. <laughs> Uh, Smash Brothers, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the anime, you 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 would know. Smash means to punch. So yes, like Smash Brothers. <laughs> it's all it means. There, there, there's no other way you can take that comment to clinch a buttocks and smash. <laughs> no other way you can take it. Oh man, uh, it looks like Apple's also coming out with some new stuff too, right? Supposedly, it, with Apple, it's a little bit more iffy about like you know confirmations and etc so and, and and it's also too important to note that two of the key features or one of the key features for both the new supposedly uh iphone coming out in 2020 and the new s series for the s20 ultra is um something that marquez brownlee has been pushing for out of devices for a very long time and that is your higher frame rate displays. So essentially jumping from your 60 hertz to 120 hertz for a more fluid and I guess sexy. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Put butter on my popcorn. Put butter on my, uh, 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 my, my, my milk duds. My what? It's a buttery screen. Oh yeah. I mean, essentially. Yeah. Actually wasn't Android system or like protocol for a smoother screen called Android butter. I don't know. I do not know. That's something I have to research. Not butter knife. Google don't autocomplete when I hit enter. That is like, Oh, I hate that. Um, hold on. Yeah. Google project butter. Yeah. I think it just found the same time. Project butter. Uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. I think that's an to get to 60. Yeah. 60 hertz or 60 frames per second? FPS. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, 60 FPS is 120 hertz. So, oh, wait. It was started back in Jelly Bean? Yeah. <laughs> For those uh, wondering, Android Jelly Bean was version 4.1. We are now at Android 10. Oh, yeah. So obviously that butter has been a a long time coming to be like a, a more acceptable thing. Just, Are you on Android ten by the way? I am not, man. The Note eight has not been, like received the uh, an eight or a, a ten uh, update notification. I'm still on Android nine. Hmm. Sad. I know. Yeah, you have uh, a, a OnePlus phone, don't you? I do. I do. I'm on uh, Android. 10 and I have the one plus six. So not the one with the, 
with the fingerprint unlock. The one right before that, basically. The one that still had the fingerprint unlock in the back. Nice. I personally prefer my fingerprint scanners on the back. I, I just I just do. Don't get me wrong. I find it to have it cool in the screen. But, like, I don't know, man. That index finger, when you pick up a phone, it's like it goes right in that spot. And like, I, mm. All I'm I saying. like to see someone put them in the front and in the back. But I don't know if that will happen now because uh, the whole screen real estate thing, everyone's kind of trying to milk that as much as possible. Yeah, and, and that, that kind of goes with what's going on with the supposed new iPhone for 2020. Like, they're getting rid of, supposedly, again, all rumors, speculations. We don't have conf- confirmation. A lot of the information that people are getting is from leakers like uh, uh, EV Leaks. Uh, that's uh, uh, Evan Blass. Um, but he has a protected Twitter account, so I, I, I mean, he hasn't allowed me to follow him. So, I mean, like, I, I guess I'm just not cool enough, but, you know, I'm just going to cry here and drink my woes away but uh <laughs> no the the new iphone for 2020 is supposedly getting rid of face id and is going to have an all front display with a fingerprint reader built into the screen and i kind of find that a bit sketchy and which is the reason why i'm saying take it with a grain of salt uh because like they put a lot of time and effort into face id they did but they also put a lot of time and effort into uh what is it the the touch id and then they mix that yeah, but now they're saying they're going to go back to Touch ID and drop Face ID. I would be more inclined to say they'll do both into one device. But that's actually what I, I think might actually happen. Not into one device, though, but in separate devices. So for your lower-end mm-hmm. iPhone for 2020, you might have Touch ID. And then for your higher-spec iPhone, you might have Face ID. And I think they'll go that route rather than vice versa with the higher-spec having uh, Touch ID. is because... The iPhone, uh, uh, what was their their, their budget phone? Uh, uh, I believe e? it's just no. I, I think it's just a normal uh, eight. I don't think they add uh, anything for the for the budget. I think they just add or no, it's SE. Man, I'm so out of touch with the Apple I think, uh, name. I thought SE was like their that, that was that was their budget until they came out with the iPhone that was cheap but still had Face ID and came in like candy colors is it xr yes that, that, that is wait is that yeah i think i think so um xr uh-huh. is their budget <laughs> it goes to show you we are not iphone users so we're probably gonna get a lot yeah of which is which is funny because that's probably the simplest one to keep uh a tab on because android well that's all over the place because of all the different manufacturers <laughs> We're just complex people, Lewis. That's, that's, that's all that is. Just we're just complex. complex. Yeah. Uh, more on the Apple train. Have, have you heard the rumor that in 2021, they're thinking of phasing out the, the charging port? What, what uh, do you think of that? No, that's stu- look, 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 look. I'm all for pushing innovation. I'm all for pushing for stronger, better Bluetooth technology and protocols for a less laggy experience for what you hear through that connection. What I what I don't find okay, and I and this isn't just Apple, and this is a lot of manufacturers, Google included, Samsung included, uh, the, whatever. They are just removing stuff to push their other products. This isn't for the sake of making something better. This isn't for the sake of being courageous or brave or 
or you know mocking Apple for doing something, and then going, "Oh man, they're making that bank. Let us you know conform to their uh, th their standards of putting the almighty dollar over actual use case." Look, I will not upgrade my phone anytime soon because I use a lavalier mic that plugs into a three point five millimeter headphone jack into my Note Eight. I can't do that <laughs> without a headphone jack. So I, I definitely don't want to do something with a phone that don't have a goddamn charging port. Uh, my my thing is I can't. I can't like be on the side of my bed, have it charging, and like still kind of use it. Right. <laughs> like at 9 p.m. or something when I'm ready to uh, basically just wrap up for the day. I have to basically leave it there or like duct tape while <laughs> 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 I was charging across the screen. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's just going to rumor. I, I really don't think, I, I can't think of any, any way they, they can make that convenient. I, I see that as an inconvenience. But if they find a way to make it super convenient, I'll stand corrected and, uh, well, maybe buy it. Just kidding. I probably still won't buy it, but <laughs> I, I, like, I'd, I'll clap for them. Like, good job, guys. You guys fixed two problems in one. Problems that y'all created. <laughs> like, <laughs> like There is not an issue with using a cable to charge your phone. We have waterproofing. Right, so like again, like the, the issue of them saying by getting rid of the headphone jack, we made it even more waterproof. You had the exact same IPR or uh, IPX rating IPX. as yeah, as with with Samsung with headphone jacks. So obviously it's possible, but uh, let me calm down. Wusa, let me. Let me. Oh, by the way, I I still need to go see uh, Bad Boys for Life. Like I, I the third the third installment. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't really have a third one. Or, I didn't really have a second one. That's what it, I meant yeah, to say. The, the Wusaw came from the, the, the second one. Came from the second one? I thought it came from the first one. Ah, the first one was um, uh, the whole joke where at the end it started about him retiring. And then the second one, he's like, I'm going to retire. So he's like, oh, I got to find a new partner. Since you know, this guy over here doing all the the new medical practices with his Wusaw stuff and the whole earlobes and the uh... ecstasy drug cartel thing. And, and great movie. Which, by the way, look, uh, again, uh, sorry about the tangents. Um, Michael Bay gets a lot of flack. Michael Bay has never stated to attempt to be or claim to be like Scorsese, uh, 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 Scor Scor all right? Michael Bay makes great action movies that don't have to make sense. You can turn your brain off and just enjoy a good explosive flick. That's all <laughs> it ever tries to be. That's all it ever tried to be. That's it. And the Bad Boys, the third one uh, that came out recently, is not directed by him. And I hear like it's doing great. But again, if you look at uh, Michael Bay's uh, income chart for the movies he released, how much it costs and how much they've made, the man is obviously mm -hmm. doing something right. So, you know, hate him if you want, but you cannot deny the man knows how to make a, 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 a entertaining action movie. Anyway, <laughs> I've lucid. I've got my movie bits going. I do not want to see the removal of a charging port. And to your point about it being convenient, the only way that I can see it being convenient is if they put a type of magnet system in the back of the phone and have a very thin wireless charger that will snap to the back in the right position where there's no form of like, oh, I got to give it a little inch higher, a little inch lower for the perfect charging. That's the only way you can make it convenient. The only way. At that point, that's going like two steps forward and then one step back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
man. I don't. I don't know, man. Like, like I understand. I don't run a, a a billion dollar company that makes devices that people are paying however much money. I don't, I don't see the value of paying that much money. Anyway, so I I I, I can't. I, 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 I can't criticize in, in, in a sense of saying they don't know what they're doing because obviously they do. They, they make the money. But well, if you were, you know, in the manufacturing business, would you know, you brick your <laughs> uses devices though? No, <laughs> no, and thank you for keeping me on track, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make a segue, <laughs> <laughs> did a great job. So, like. And uh, this is manufacturers. I don't under. It's not that hard, people. It's not that hard. Sonos came out earlier saying, you know, oh, they're going to be coming out with new software for the platforms for speakers and smart speakers going forward. And at some point, the Upbix is going to basically stop your older uh, Sonos speakers from working. Now, if you're paying into a type of whatever as a service and you're paying a monthly fee and like say they replace your equipment or whatever you, you're using for whatever fee you're, you're doing, I am I can give that leeway. If I pay three hundred dollars for a speaker, a smart speaker, and it lasts me eight years and I'm still using it and they go, ah, we want you to buy a new one. So we're going to make your device stop working. I will go and torch your headquarters down. That's ludicrous <laughs> so, to me, man. So uh, I, I just get by on this uh, topic when it first came out. So re- remind me again what they're doing. So you purchase something that's uh, that's brand spanking new but at that time, eight years ago. But now uh, software updates are going to be breaking it, right? Supposedly, or or the lack of giving uh, software updates to devices for older hardware would cause your device to stop working with, like, you know, your phones or your other Bluetooth protocols, etc. Basically, breaking your device. That was their initial intention until most recently where they made a, an update to that, that statement. I see. So if you were to manually, like, do the update yourself, avoiding the automatic update. Um, no, no, like... Making it operable. You, 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 you wouldn't be able to do the update, right? So, like, the, your heart will, will be out of, uh, you know, not, not say out of warranty. It, it wouldn't be good enough to accept that update, so it wouldn't get it. And so, when your <laughs> phone has like the app, right, and it's like, oh, okay, your phone up, updated for this whole new uh, platform feature update. Uh, let me right. look for devices. Oh, you have an um, old one. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use it. No, uh, it's too old. I'm sorry. Gotcha. I, I see. I see. So it'd be more like a, a softer, softer block on it, not necessarily firmware. That was like a firmware block to it. Right. In, in, in the name of security, because the devices wouldn't be able to get security updates because the updates would be stopped because of, you know, old hardware, they would, for your protection, <laughs> make the device stop working. <laughs> hmm. For your hmm. protection, Lewis. <laughs> not for you to go to buy a new one, but for your protection. Well, they're probably doing it for the profit margin, but they're saying publicly it's it's very protective. So make sure you don't get hacked. Right. And, 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 so before I continue with my little mini rant, so recently uh, the CEO of uh, Sonos, uh, Patrick Spencer, did come out and state that uh, he heard the backlash around the situation, and so his exact comments are, "You know, we heard you." We did not get this right from the start. My apologies for that. And I want to personally assure you our path forward. 
First, rest assured that come May, when we end new software updates for our legacy products, they will continue to work as they do today. We are not breaking them. We are not forcing them into obsolescence, uh, and we are not taking anything away. Thank you. So, they heard about the, the, the backlash. They made an update. They're pivoting their uh, their plans, which is good. Sweet. But I, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I just don't understand the mindset. And well, I, I, I understand the mindset. The mindset is, is, is money and profit. I, I, I get that. But say, to me, that there, there makes no sense to, to, to just make more e-waste. You know, to, to basically slap your, your consumers in the face by saying, you know, we made you a great quality speaker that lasts over a decade. So, you know what? We're going to punish you by breaking your stuff so you can go out and buy newer stuff. You can't pass the speaker down to you kids who might want to use it because, you know, you've bought it once and they break things easily. So if you get a new one, you can give the old one to them <laughs> with less worry. Stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and say we give them the benefit of the doubt that they're worried about your security of your devices, the integrity of your IoT connect, connectivity. If you go and say, hey, this is now old hardware. It's legacy. We are no longer going to support updates for security. We're just giving you heads up now. If you want to take measures in your own hand, keep your devices safe. If something happens to it, it is no longer our responsibility. It's outside warranty. It's outside our control. We're going to let you have your device because you bought it. It's yours. You do what with it that you want. That's all you got to do. Like, like uh, Windows XP or something. Uh, yeah. Stuff that's uh, out of out of warranty range. Yeah, and seven soon, I believe. Yeah, I think Seven's got uh I think a few more weeks to that. Weeks or months. I'm not I'm not sure on the exact date. It's uh it is approaching. Windows seven is like that like the strong buff OS with a gun who's like, nah, do it, kill me, I, I dare you. Nah. And like people are too afraid to because people love Windows seven. So even though they like Windows seven was supposed to go obsolete like uh I wanna say eight months ago. But because massive industry, you know, companies like the one I work for for my day job was like, ah, we're going to keep it. And like, really? We don't want to support. Nah, we're going to keep Windows 7. Okay, just pay us an extra $200 and we'll keep you going with enterprise level of support and security patching. Okay. We really need to stop doing it now, guys. Ah, we're going to keep Windows 7. <laughs> See, it's like, uh, just such a gamble. Like, do you update for Windows uh, just because of the security updates that they provide, because with those updates also comes breaking changes to uh, software as yeah. well. So it's just such a risk. And then you, even if you don't update, will uh, security, uh, well, will an infiltration onto the network damage damage more than it's supposed to? But then again, won't you just have network engineers at that point? Network security engineers? Such a, such a gamble. It but is, then again. Man. Windows probably expects this already and probably already has like a sales team working like on the pricing models. Like, okay, for everyone else who doesn't want to update yet, let's get ready to unveil a price for them. <laughs> like they, they got to know at this point that some people are, are not going to update because they're just trying to move everyone to to 10. Cause like they said, 10 will be the last version of windows that they're going to ever make. And just, just rolling updates is when they want to do with it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they like eventually turn windows 10 into windows x that goes along with their xbox series x kind of thing and it's like all encompasses underneath the almighty x 
<laughs> Windows X, Windows 360. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. Like the, the, one of their uh, new surfaces called the Surface X. Is, is it Surface X or Surface Portable X or? Is it really Surface Pro? X. It's one of their like you know Surface Pro X. Is it's like they're super, super thin, super portable like uh, new 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 surface. Uh, but I anyway. I don't know, man. Like, uh, it, here's like what, where I am with the whole process. Like, you and I both work in the in the tech field, uh, specifically around computer science and, and development of like web and servers, etc. Yeah. Uh, do, do you do, are you also seeing like the exponential increase in the X as a service model? Uh, yeah, I, I, I've been seeing that all over the place, and well. It depends on what you're doing, where it could be good or bad. Uh, I've seen some people offer, uh, well, web hosting has always been a service, so that's not a good example. Um, one that's been, I wouldn't say extremely recent, but fairly recent is uh, cloud functions. So instead of spinning up a whole server, you can just uh, deploy individual functions for an API and then just update them individually. So functions as a service. Database as a service has been one that uh, I've seen growing more. It used, it, it's been a thing for a while. I've seen more and more databases go on the cloud and be hosted as a service, fully managed backups, the whole nine yards, the works. Definitely. And man, the, the database as a service is one of the most, in my opinion, because I've, I've seen first account the steps needed to say, it's one of the most annoying things to do. Uh, personally, I like infrastructure as a service as like one of the best as a service uh, platform. And, and for viewers who aren't savvy of what as a service is or XAS, X-A-A-S, it's essentially a, a term used to uh, describe how you want something delivered in terms of a service. So if you're a gamer, you may have heard of games as a service, things like Path of Exile, Warframe. I think a lot of the Call of Duty games are trying to go that route lately or not as of late. Uh, Dota. Uh, to jump in, um, not also just individual games, but uh, your whole game library, such as oh, yeah. uh, Stadia and uh, what's the NVIDIA one? I forget what it's called. Ooh. But the, before NVIDIA, there was one as well called. Ah, uh, wow! Now I'm blanking out. It used to have like an orange logo. Oh, you're talking about it's GameFly? Useful. No. Yeah. Not no. GameFly. I forget actually GameFly exists, but I'm thinking of it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forget that GameFly exists. Well, we're not gonna get smushed by GameFly. Um... <laughs> I'm not or maybe we will. I'm just like... <laughs> Please, in any form of marketing is good marketing for us at this point. <laughs> What's Gamefly? Yeah, but uh, uh, games as well. Um, and I, I didn't know Dota was as, as a service. I thought they were doing just the whole microtransactions things. I haven't kept up with them in a long time. That, that's that's well, actually, yeah. I don't know if they have like so you, you can do microtransactions, but sometimes they'll have like a you know a premium membership where you get the microtransactions free every week or every month. I'm not sure if Dota does that. I might be thinking of like League or maybe another uh, battle Roy not battle royale. What did they call those things? Mobus, <laughs> Mobus. Look. <laughs> Look, man, I am a man who enjoys single-player RPGs. That is that is my domain. Anything else, I am I am like in the fog of mystery. 
Just gonna throw that out there. Um, <laughs> X as a battle royale is also a new going thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh crap. <laughs> anyway, though, that's what X as is. You know, the collection of the service of how you afford for something. And I guess the best way to explain it is something like Stadia, where you have a service and you want to pay for the service on a monthly fee, and you get benefits and features based upon your payment plan. That is something that you pay. For a service that gives you a set of feature suites. So, yeah. And the point that I'm trying, I'm, I'm getting to that area is essentially this kind of, in a sense, not, not an exact one to one uh, description of what having your de- IoT devices brick after a legacy thing would be. Your, oh, no, no, I don't, Alexa, I don't, no, no, mute you. <laughs> of course you don't. Um, so if you if you're paying if you if you paid for a device say I, I paid five hundred for a smart speaker, right. uh, and then five years later they brick it due to not being able to get the latest updates and they say well now you need to pay uh, another five hundred for the newer speaker right. So what you just told me is I bought a device that I cannot continue using because I don't have ownership of the software that it uses. I've used the five hundred dollars for the five year quote-unquote plan of this service and to keep the service going i now need a new speaker that is the kind of mindset that i see with the idea of pushing out updates that brick your devices for being quote-unquote old and i think is a very dangerous precedent to see with iot devices in general because who's manufacturing normal devices nowadays again like everything is iot everything needs to have like the latest firmware updates and things that you cannot manage on your own anymore Part of that, I get it, is great, but I look forward to the day where I can buy a system in-house that can utilize a platform that can give it the updates that, that, that it wants, that it, that it needs, and then say, yeah. even if they, they don't shut down as a company or something, if, if I just go, you know what, I want to do my own thing. I want to flash my own custom firmware to my router, which I can. I want to have that ability to do so. And if I do so, I understand. I now lose out on the features or the warranty or the the support from the enterprise that you know they they have intended for that device. If you give me that choice and that information up front, I will make that decision myself as an individual. And I, I get it. Not everyone is like me. Not everyone is like us. You have people who will try it and then go if something breaks, I still pay for it. Therefore, the the OEM, you know, I I deserve a fix for free from the OEMs. Like nah, bruh. If you make that deal and you make that clear cut decision as an adult, you're done. Like that, you, you're now on your own. You are sitting on your own two feet. You've made that conscious decision. Own it and be okay with it. But that, this now, is my two cents, man. That's just, on man. on the on the flip side, gonna play the antagonist now. So I, I release a a smart speaker, right? Mm-hmm. As a company, uh, great. It's Yo, a smart hit. speaker. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> A lot of people bought it, but now uh, sales are stagnant, even uh, declining. Uh, I'm going to have to start letting some people go unless I can bring some new revenue. So create some new speakers. People aren't buying them because the speakers <laughs> I got the last eight years. Well, crap. Uh, I've been you know creating software updates as a company for these things because I want people's devices to be secure. But there's no enough or no new money coming in to keep on pushing out these software updates so what's what's the better route to go <laughs> break them <laughs> break them and uh, <laughs> break them and uh, have them buy new new speakers or 
just crash and burn and then leave them with no security updates at all. Well, I guess they might get bought out. There's always that, right? Yeah. And that, again, is a hard decision, and which why I stated, you know, earlier, I understand the concept. The the, the, the reasoning is, is, is money. And I want to be more idealistic and believe that companies that make those hard decisions do it for their employees. But I... Just by looking at, grab the top 10, 20, 30 companies out there. They'll say stuff like, oh, we're making this decision that will bring in extra money and it'll trickle down or and not to get political. Let me use a different phrase. The employees will see the, the, the benefits of uh, this situation or this decision, right? The CEO, the board, the CFO, all the upper echelons, they all get bonuses. You know, uh, the, the, the normal employees... They don't get a raise. They don't. They don't get a a bonus. Uh, and if they have a, a a policy for using part of their paycheck to buy company stock because the company stock is going up, if the company stock raises too high, that program for your your uh, part of your paycheck for that stock will likely decrease. Which means you're paying the same amount for your paycheck for the stocks, but now you're getting less stocks because the stocks increase, and they don't want you taking advantage of that. So essentially, not every company. Not, not every company, but there's nothing to enforce the statement of this decision will help our employees. And so I, I, I want to be idealistic and say, oh, you know, they'll they'll give that money to their employees, but they likely won't. They likely won't. And that's if if you, I don't know, man. The, 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 well, the, well, the way I'm going is uh, paid updates. You know, go go in the paid update <laughs> model, kind of like what uh, what Apple does with with OSX. Now they they do uh, security patches for free, right? They do those for free, but they do pay for those uh, minor minor updates. The uh, Catalina and well, no, no, I think Catalina's minor. Was it? They do pay for some in between updates. You your know mountain what? lion, your uh, your snow leopard. Honestly, that I, I would be okay with that. That's that's actually kind of fun. If 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 a, a minor or or major update brings new features, not just security features. The security features are free because security. But if you're getting an update that has extra features onto the OS, if you pay a little a little money for that, that's 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 reasonable. I, I honestly <laughs> I honestly do. I mean, it, it's it's. It's it's foreign to us now because I mean, well, us because we're well you you, you use OS, um, Mac OS uh, for work I think um, uh, I, I used to I switched to uh, Windows oh okay but, uh, yeah it, it's kind of a foreign thought because uh, all all updates that we usually get are are for free the Windows updates uh, what is it Android updates yeah but and, and honestly updates. if if the updates warranted the actual quality and feature set that you know that that makes it okay you know or, or makes it reasonable i don't see the problem with paying for an update as long as as long as the payment is is again reasonable and rational for new features of a new update that that's not terrible to me so long as again things are rational and i guess fair would be a, a the right term to use I'm thinking of an in-between world where uh, <laughs> it's like, here, pay uh, two bucks for this update, or watch this ten-minute ad. <laughs> I'll update <laughs> your, your short speaker. Oh my god! Oh god, Lewis, we can't be giving these companies new ideas, <laughs> man. <laughs> but no, isn't that kind of like how um, the Red Hat 
organization uh, kind of does with uh, uh, Rail? Um, the the Rachel Soap, the Red Hat Enterprise Linux? Yeah. If, if you want free stuff, you, you use CentOS. If you want to go to the Enterprise, that's the Red Hat uh, Enterprise Linux. Um, you, you, oh, you pay for your yeah. licenses. And when you have a major update, you have to buy new licenses for, like, you know, uh, Rail 8's coming out this year, if I'm not mistaken. You need to pay new licenses for Rail 8. So, like, it's not unheard of in a in in the frame of mind, I I, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I see what you mean because of things like, I guess, Windows 7 and Windows 8 and things of that nature. We, yeah, you do have to pay for that. Oh, hell yeah, you, you are right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told you, because yeah, when Windows 10 came out, they gave you that free window for the upgrade from Windows 8 because people, they, they, they knew people were livid with Windows 8 and it was like, ah, we'll give them like uh, six months to do a free upgrade if they want to. <laughs> From what I what I heard from Linus in one of his uh, recent videos is that they kind of left that open. They uh, they said you're only gonna have the six month window, but they never really tightened that down from the software. They removed all the advertising, but they still let you do it. He was saying something how he recently upgraded a, it was the Windows Seven or Windows Eight machine, just like a week ago or something to Windows Ten that oh they still God. have that wide open. I guess they just want everyone on Ten. I'm guessing was their current plan. Oh wow! Microsoft actually did something that's kind of uh, uh, coherent and intelligent. It was just uh, like, oh wow! So you could just steal someone's key and just get just turn up really watching. I wonder if XP works. <laughs> we do not condone the stealing of someone else's keys. Do not go to GTA or G two A dot com to buy illegally acquired keys from different vendors at a discount. <laughs> Oh my god! Back on the X uh, as a service formats, uh, you, you know the one that, that bugs me the most. Now that I've been thinking about it for a little bit, mm-hmm. it's a Photoshop as a service. Oh my god! I just I missed the days and it was just Photoshop version <laughs> as a product. Oh my god! Not just rolling Photoshop versions. I think <laughs> maybe enough enough companies didn't uh, see the benefit in uh, purchasing. Uh, a new Photoshop, uh, a new Photoshop upgrade or a new Photoshop version? Yeah, every year or something like that. So, so here's my thing with Photoshop, right? I don't mind Photoshop or Adobe. Uh, uh, Adobe Photoshop. Well, I guess it, would it be Adobe? Hmm. Well, because well, uh, a lot of Adobe's products are like that as well. Yeah, um, I think about it. Up. Well. Adobe <laughs> So the concept of of paying for software monthly in general, right? I I, I don't mind it for some people, especially company runners who have employees that can like you know, it it, it may save them a lot of money in in the long run. I get that. If you're a single person who does a lot of stuff, I may just want to buy a single goddamn key, and just call yeah. it a day. So give me the option to either pay for the service or pay for a lifetime key for like, like if if the service is say fifty bucks a month and to buy like you know the full on thing is like five hundred dollars, that's a bit steep. I'm, I'm being over exaggerate, but look, I might just go and say I want to buy the five hundred dollars. Oh well, you won't get the free update. I don't I don't need the latest and greatest version of, of Photoshop. I just I just need to have a version of Photoshop I can use to the day I die to get my stuff done. And to tell you a story, when I was younger, I pirated Photoshop. 
And then when I got, you know, out of uh, high school and I started working while in college, not not at UAT, but at GSU, I was like, you know, I got some money. Let let me go and buy uh, uh, an actual license for Photoshop because it's gotten me through a lot of stuff for a lot of class material. I want to support Adobe for their great software. Okay, the latest version of Photoshop is only a a service. Well, I'll, I'll buy one of the previous versions of Photoshop. Oh, nope. they, they, they've been pulled from the website. What? Uh, uh what? Why? Why? <laughs> Why? So now I pay 50 bucks one time, and now I'm, I'm, I'm using a program called Affinity Photo. As a matter of fact, I am literally, while this podcast was going on, I have designed a version 2.0 uh, cover for the podcast. Uh, it's not that different. It's slightly different. Uh, I, have a ver- I have an idea for version 3 much later, but I need time to draw it. But yeah, so I'm I'm using Affinity. I, I am in the Affinity uh, 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 garden community uh, platform. What's what I'm looking for? Ecosystem. Eco. Yeah, there you go. And no, it's not. It's not a paid ad. It's not a spot. I'm, I'm just I'm just using Affinity right now. I'm still getting used to it. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's the uh, same. I was gonna. By Photoshop as well, now that I was older. And <laughs> nope. No, I'm not suggesting I pirated it. I'm just saying that, that no, in the past when I've used it, it's been like on school computers, on devices that weren't mine, and or I guess just company equipment. And now I well, not that I'm not able to. I could I could afford ten bucks a month, but I want to pay ten bucks a month for the rest of my life until the day I die for uh just photoshop something that would maybe really use once a month or something exactly and also a point to make to listeners out there uh i don't necessarily promote the the concept of pirating uh but i do understand what it's like say they're not be able to afford something and you want to t- or, or want to try something out and something that may not always have a demo or a uh a free version for you to actually get the experience with uh but here's also the thing right if someone cannot afford a product you are not losing a sale if they pirate it because they wouldn't be able to buy it anyway. So the odds are someone are pirating a product, liking it, and then waiting until they have enough money to actually buy it, support it, which is not everybody. Don't get me wrong. Everyone's not a, not a saint or a, uh, a, a, a decent human being. I get that. Uh, the idea still stands that you only lose a sale when someone actively goes, no, I'm not going to buy this when they can actually buy this, i.e. you and me who now have money to do so and go, I don't want to pay into a subscription fee. So they legitimately lost two customers there. But <laughs> again, not to go into the, 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 the dark, the light, and the gray of the morals of pirating, just a point to make. Yeah, sad. Oh, well, I mean, I guess I guess people will say, Lewis, use GIMP. And well, I've tried GIMP, but it's not as intuitive. It's not, not, not at all. Usually, open source stuff turns out to be pretty rad and sometimes even better than uh, commercial stuff. Uh, I'm going to go out and say something like Edmap or uh, what's the other one? Uh, Netcat. Those two network tools are amazing. Hell yes. I see no commercial equivalent. That's that's better. I'm gonna throw in uh crap. I forgot to name the other one. 
<laughs> uh, well, I'm going to switch gears and go with uh, software development stuff. Say uh, IntelliJ or VS Code or Atom. Atom and VS Code are both open source. Yeah. The VS Code is currently being developed by Microsoft, uh, I guess just on their free time, uh, the developers, that is. And JetBrains, uh, it could do a lot of stuff, but VS Code is catching up on Dude, uh, what it could do. VS Code surprised me. Like VS Code currently is my uh, my editor of choice right now. Um, and I just want to make, make a statement saying when VS Code first came out, I tried it. I thought it was okay, but I was like, it, it, it can't touch uh, IntelliSense or uh, JetBrains. And then, like a year and a half later, I was like, "Okay, uh, I, I gotta use something at work, and we don't have access to JetBrains. Let me try VS Code again." And I saw that it, it was updated, the UI changed a bit, and they had you know better support of plugins and extensions. And I'm just like, oh. "Yeah," and it's lightweight, <laughs> fast. Oh my, oh, Microsoft, good job, <laughs> man. We should do a video on uh, code editors and uh, IDEs. That might be a a cool little That'd thing. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, my main, my main go-to one used to be Notepad++, but now it's changed. Now it's just VS Code. I grew up on Notepad++. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I still kind of use it sometimes when I need to open a very basic file, but you know, because when you install Notepad++, you have the, the new context menu item to right-click and go edit in Notepad++. Uh, but I find myself doing that even less and just going open this single file in VS Code, don't worry about a project folder or a, a work folder, just single file. And it, it, I don't know, man. Something, something about it. I want to say that autosave features got me spoiled. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. Absolutely, yes. Oh, oh my goodness. But no, I, I think we're we're edging out onto uh, the end of the show. Uh, is there any other topics you want to bring up before we close out? It's all I had. Cool. Well, I, I will make one quick state or one statement. Uh, uh, I guess I will. One quick comment. I know last uh, the last episode two weeks ago we talked about um, having a third member on the podcast with us for this episode. We could not make that happen. Uh, there's just too many conflicts of uh, of scheduling. So what we're planning to do going forward, and this is I, I can't promise you the new schedule format layout of it. Uh, but the show is going to go from a two-week show to a once-every-week show uh, where we're going to have a more tech-influenced show. That's this one with my co-host, Lewis, here. Uh, and the other show will release on the you know the following week with uh, uh, Andy Pirana. And that'll be a little bit more towards gaming, a little bit more towards uh, movies. Uh, he's really big on board games, so we might have some D- uh, D&D-related things. Don't know. Mm-hmm. And we'll still try to push for specials where we can have everybody on one big call. Uh, I've already talked with uh, two friends of mine. One runs a comic review website, and we were trying to talk about and think about episode. We just go all in on superhero comics and movies and things. Uh, another one who's actually working on an entire comic industry. or Yeah, I guess you should call it comic industry. A, a comic company for their own uh, original product. Uh, so th- there's a lot of opportunity and chances and things for the podcast moving forward. I will promise you I'll do my best to stay up to date and try to keep things going. I make no promises because, again, I have a day job and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm only one man. I got I to I I work those uh, Linus Sebastian hours. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think you work like 10-hour days and like that. <laughs> 
Oh, shoot myself. No. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, I think that wraps up for the show. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm glad so many people enjoyed the special uh, two-hour episode for the first episode of the, the relaunch of the podcast. I've made some improvements to the mic. You may know, uh, you may have heard the gong less. Uh, I have a shock mount now for this microphone with a uh, a life hack, a ghetto hack, a jerry rig. Uh, I might do a video on it. I don't know. Uh, Lewis has made some improvements with this mic setup too. I think I don't know. It sounded you know super awesome. This this recording, Lewis. What you do? Are you magic? <laughs> if you really want to know, um, <clears throat> I ordered a pop filter and it never came. Apparently, I thought it'd be here <laughs> today. I'm like, crap, what happened? So I go in to check my Amazon order. It's not there. I'm like, what? What happened? Did Amazon drop the ball? I check my uh, uh, my my bank. It's not there. I check my other sources. It's not there. And when I go back into the app, I realize it's still in my cart. <laughs> so what I ended up doing was just getting my <laughs> one of my son's socks and just wrapping <laughs> it around the mic. <laughs> I'm glad it's working, uh, working out okay. You heard it here first, folks. Louis Sandoval, the man who can put anything together. That's that's in- ingenuity. That's genius. Louis, <laughs> I would not be surprised if you secretly work for NASA. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't I won't tell nobody. Your your, yeah, your secret is safe with, with us and all the listeners out there. Don't tell anybody, except the viewers. But thank you for coming out to the show, guys. Uh, again, we are now on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Uh, 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 I should have had this list brought up because um, now I'm, I'm just I'm just bragging. Let me open the app. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Bab. Some other ones uh, I've never heard of. Uh, uh, is Deezer one or is that just the band? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Deezer's just a or is that Weezer? <laughs> Weezer's is definitely a band. Weezer's the band. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're also on Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Uh, I think I've already said Apple. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, our main one of choice is Anchor. That's the, pl- the the platform that we host on. If you use Anchor and you want to send us some viewer audio clips, by all means, you should find a link in the show notes for the episode, and it'll give you a link to send your recordings only through the Anchor platform or the Anchor app. So keep that in mind if you want to have your voice show up on a future episode of Essence of Zen After Dark. So I've been your host, Zane Zunokami Blaylock, with my co-host, the man that I call a brother from another mother and father, Louis, that Mexican with the K, Sandoval. We'll see you all in two weeks. Uh, you'll see me again in one week. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's what it is. If you're, if you're in Georgia, you're a college student, I highly recommend you sign up for the UGA Hackathon uh, Hack 5. I will be there uh, Friday, January, excuse me, February 7th at 11 p.m. giving a workshop with a friend of mine who goes by the alias of Rotate. Again, just throwing it out there. You can come see me in person. Thank you for listening to the show. I've been Zenokami. Thank you all for listening. Peace. Essence of Zen After Dark is a podcast made for and by geeks and nerds for all things geeks and nerd culture. The intro and outro songs were provided by Pearl Leader, who you can find their music at pearlleader.bandcamp.com. 
That's P-R-O-L-E-T-E-R dot bandcamp, one word, dot com. Thank you.